Okay, hi everybody. Um, also good to, to have Maurice here. Where, are you there? Where's Maurice? He's been in Secunda for the last few years. Good to have you back. He's part of our church. Uh, awesome to have Shane back. <laughs> uh, amazing to see you as well. So good to see all of you guys today. So for those of you who are new to church or um, visiting today, we are in the middle of a series, or week two actually, of a series called The F Word. Now I know it's controversial, um, but the word that we're actually speaking into is favor. And I say controversial because it is actually a controversial subject. When people talk about favor, it can very easily come across as boasting, or the person receiving it can come across as like, well, I feel bad now because I've never seen that type of stuff in my life. Also, when you mention favor in church uh, kind of circles, often it can be kind of misinterpreted with the whole prosperity gospel. You just want God to give you money, and that's why it's controversial. But the more and more I look at the Word of God, I do see His favor. And uh, last week we set a foundation and we looked at uh, six characters in the Bible that experienced the favor of God. And we set that foundation there. So if you haven't watched that one and you're just watching today, perhaps you might not have the whole uh, series in context. So I'd really encourage you to go back and watch that one because it does lay a very important platform. Because if you just heard the one that I'm going to give today, you may kind of misunderstand or misinterpret some things. Well, hopefully not. I'm really going to trust uh, that God speaks to you. But I really, really uh, am expectant uh, for the series to bring huge impact and life change on your life. Really, I am. And I was cautious to actually preach this series, and we put it off for a long time because I think it can be so misunderstood or misinterpreted. But I want to start off with a little story uh, of God's favor over our worship movement, 24 Skies. So the one uh, tour that we went on, we wanted to go to Dubai. There's a church that we play at there and lead worship at, and then we wanted to go on to Hong Kong, and there were a couple of churches there. Now, we are not in the caliber of some of these massive bands where we can demand like a performance fee as such, but we go in faith. Really, we do. We say, well, we're going to just go and hopefully we can cover our costs. We take some CDs, so take some caps, and the churches are often very generous to us as well. This particular trip that we wanted to go on, I remember actually buying the flights for the eight of us on my personal card. Okay? I was like, because we never, our, our trips are never funded by the church. Uh, some people may think that, but 24 Skies, we are self-funded. And um, like many of the ministries are connected with our church. So I buy eight flights on my card. I'm like, God, this is, this is a, a, a real trust here now in you. So I put these flights on my card and we go over. We lead worship at this church in Dubai. They're incredibly generous to us. And then we lead worship at a church in Hong Kong. And we do four services there, and then we were doing an evening service at another church. We had an amazing time there, and we did some other ministry. And I remember thinking, God, I don't know where the funding is going to come from just to cover the cost here. And I also want to be able to bless our guys as they've taken, especially those that take time out of work. And I remember I was at the last service, and we hadn't sold as many CDs as we had liked because also it's now a digital age, right? People, oh, I'll just get on Apple Music. Also, how's this? When we were in China once, this lady comes up for us to sign her CD, although it was a copy of our CD. <laughs> we're like, what a cheek, you know? Anyway, can, can you sign my CD? And I'm like, okay. Anyway, but um, so we get to the last service, and we're, we're about 40,000 rand short to cover costs. Anyone been 40,000 rand short for something? <laughs> Some hands going up. It's like, God, I don't know where this is going to come from. At the end of the last service, this little Chinese banker, I don't even know his name, 
comes up to me and he says, I buy 200 CDs, just like that. I was like, 200? What do you do with them? He goes, I buy 200, but I don't want them. He wanted to just bless us. He says, but if there's anyone that can't afford a CD, you, you give them CD. He gives me a Hong Kong dollar. Uh, I just like, like, God, this is just amazing. So not only did he bless us, but he didn't even take the CDs. We were able to give a few of those CDs away, but in reality, we came out hugely on top. We were then, after selling all those CDs, if you do the mass, we were about 18,000 rand short. We go lead worship at this church, and there was no expectation. It was like, hey, we're just so grateful to be here. They give us an envelope at the end, and it says 1,200, I think it was $1,200. I thought it was Hong Kong dollar, which is times two, which works out to two and a half grand. I was like, okay, well, that's cool. Thank, like, thank you so much. Like, we're so grateful. But I was like, God, I don't know how we're going to pay this, because this was our last thing. I get back to the hotel, and they had been so generous as they put this up in a hotel. I get back to the hotel, and I open it, and it's U.S. dollars. A church in Hong Kong. And I was like, worked out at 18,000 Rand, and we had our exact short four covered. I mean, just incredible. I'm going to tell you some more of these stories today where we're seeing God's favor over our life when we speak it, when we declare it. And today's message is entitled, Speak Favor. Favor is released with our words. There is a massive connection between speaking favor and receiving favor. The theme that we have for this year is believe. Yes, we need to just believe, okay? Yes, we need to expect favor. Last week I spoke about the power of favor. We need to be expectant for this thing. And maybe you've been expectant this week, I don't know. But you have to take it one step further and speak favor. Hence the wall that we have outside. When you write that what you trust in God for, that is in a sense is putting faith into your words. You're speaking that favor. Are you with me? It's not just something that we do once off, but it's every day. We speak favor over our families, over our health, over our finances, over our businesses. And when you speak something out, you give it the right to come to pass. Words have creative power. Did you know that? Words have the ability to create, the ability to build up and to tear down. Jesus um, spoke many powerful words, be healed in Jesus' name, stand up and walk in Jesus' name, and that, that's in a sense what healing is, They're, he restored muscles and bones and eyes. God spoke the world into being, what did he say? Let there be, he spoke it and there was. Do you know that scientists have done some studies that when we speak, everything's made up of atoms, so I didn't really do science uh, and biology, I wasn't, that wasn't my... I'm not that brain, okay, so that's the left brain, right? Um, but like the neurons, electrons, and protons, they are atoms, everything is made up of atoms. They say when we speak, sometimes there's atoms that come out of our mouth, that we have creative power in our words. Do we have difficulties? Yes, of course. But how often do we speak difficulties into our situation, into our life. Ah, oh, it's never going to happen for me. Why me? I'm always lost. I'm always this. And it's so funny because I'm not normally like this, but the one thing that I always speak negatively into is the fact that I always get food lost at restaurants. We were somewhere the other day, and I, it just is. And, and I, I'm saying it again now, and I'm actually speaking into being. Every time they bring the food, I get lost. Ask my wife. But maybe because I, I keep speaking it. <laughs> I'm going to start speaking. I'm getting first in Jesus' name. But then I always say the last shall be first because that's what the Bible says. 
Yesterday, when I was uh, preparing for this, I said to, to Jin, well, I've been preparing for a while, but uh, finishing it up, I said to Jin, are there some stories that you can think of that you've seen God's favor in our lives? And, and she very clearly said, she said, well, it doesn't always have to be material things or incredible things that are like so visible. And I, I agreed, like we've just seen favor just in the small things in, in our life. But she said to me, she goes, well, obviously, the biggest favor that you got was the day you met me. And that is favor. I know. There are many people in this church that look at some of the pastors in this church and go, how did you do it? We, we all know. We all married up, okay? But we've seen God's favor in just, uh, just so many things. Like just, we, we, we'd had a desire to have four kids, and that was just the favor of God. I want to tell you some stories today. Remember last week I did say I would tell you some stories. Um, and, and, and I really hope that they come out right, because I in no way would want to share a story that would come across in a way that, oh, that's good for you, Hilton, or like in a boastful way. Honestly, please hear my heart. The only reason I would tell any stories where I've seen God's favor in my life is because I want the same for you. That is the heart of any story that I ever uh, share, is because I would love the same for you. And I am super aware that we all have favor on different levels. Um, you know, you look at some people, I look at some people and go, my gosh, that person's got much more favor than me. And it's not a jealousy thing, but it's just awesome. I'm so stoked for them. I don't think we should ever compare each other's favor, but we should just be grateful for the favor that God gives us. I'm super aware as I tell this particular story of travel. I really love traveling um, and have had the privilege to be able to travel a lot. And I'm super aware that some of you have never got the chance to travel. Hey, but maybe we speak some favor one day you can. But I'll never forget, we... Um, this was another trip. We go with the band to Dubai. We fly overnight on the Thursday, and in Dubai they have church on a, sun, on a Friday. Sorry. So we arrive at, in Dubai at 3.30 a.m. South African times, 5.30 a.m. Dubai time. We get picked up from the airport at 6. We get t- taken straight to the church, and um, we were also in the middle of recording our second album. So we had long nights here in the studio. Tom was absolutely shattered. So we get there, and I remember we set up to, to lead worship. I fell asleep on the beanbag. The guy's taking photos of me. We, we lead worship in the one service. Then there's another service we lead worship. Straight after that, we walk out into the Dubai heat. My goodness. It was like 45 degrees. And we're like, what the heck just happened? Because there was air conditioning in there. And then we are like, you know, also when, you, when you're in the heat, you just get drained. Eh? And then they take us uh, for lunch. And I actually forgot about the story, but we get to uh, Shake Shack, which is like this burger place, which we love, right? We get there, and I'm looking at the menu, and I'm like doing a quick calculation. I was like, it's going to cost us three, four hundred rand per person times eight. Oh, my goodness, band budget, we don't have it. And, and then some of the guys, like I remember Simon coming to me, he's like, um, have they got this lunch for us, or are we? And I'm like, guys, I'm just trying to figure it out now. Everyone had gone through, the other guys at the church, and I was like, okay, they're not getting our lunch, guys, but uh, maybe we can do it. And as I turn back... A guy comes up to me, and he says, there's someone in our church, he doesn't want you to know who he is, but he has money for lunch. And he puts money in my hand. It worked out to about um, 2,000 rand, which is more than enough to cover our lunch. In actual fact, I knew he was, and I went up to him, and I offered him the change. He said, no, no, keep it for the boys in the airport, you know, for a drink or two. But it just things like that. Anyway, so we, we have lunch, then we rush straight back to the airport, and we're on a two o'clock flight to Holland. So we get to the airport and everyone is shattered. Eh? We like, I mean, we've flown overnight, you don't sleep in the plane. And we get there and when it, speak, it talks about speaking favor, I look at the lady behind the counter and I said, please tell me there's a business class upgrade for me. I'd never had one before, but we'd been flying Emirates a lot. And 
she, she said, Mr. Greg, you've been upgraded. I was like, no, you're joking. I turned around to the rest of the band. I'm like, yes. I couldn't believe it. She hands me this ticket. Tom's face dropped, guys. Like, I have never, he, it was already dropped. He was like, his face went red. He was like, I can't, because he's under his breath going, Hilton's the one that gets this lucky stuff. What's going on like this? And uh, anyway, he takes his passport. He throws it down. Mr. Paxton, you've been upgraded too. I've never seen a face go from absolute sorrow to joy. It was, and I'd love to tell you it was the whole band, but it was just us. <laughs> we look at the rest of the band, we're like, see you guys later, we'll come down and visit you, which we did. We had fillet steak upstairs and they were with stinky socks and all sorts of other things. And there's actually a picture of us uh, sitting upstairs. We were so stoked. We, we, we thought we were there, us there. <laughs> and you see that man in the background there? He looked at us a few times like, you don't belong here. <laughs> Gave us these looks. You know you get those looks. You know when you walk past business class when you get on a plane sometimes, you look at those people and they like, just give you that smirk, like, <laughs> should have worked harder. <laughs> you know that one? Anyway, you can put the picture back up. So Tom, he's a little nervous, doesn't know what to do. So the other guy takes his boat loafer, yacht type shoes off, puts them there, he takes his jacket. Tom goes, okay, he takes his shoes off and he's got his feet up and the guy there, looks at him like this, and Tom has a big toe sticking through a sock. <laughs> that is a true story. But one of the things I really do is trust God for favor when I travel. You need those things to line up because travel is stressful. I remember uh, when we were coming uh, out of America after our trip there, we get to the airport, the whole family, and I look at the bags. I think there's a photo up on the carousel there. The lady just looked at me and she just shook her head. She's like, um, I don't know how this is possible. I had three guitars. Each kid, all of us had two bags each. We had backpack. I mean, it was just crazy. And I knew I was going to be in, in American airports. You don't mess around with them there. They, they pay. You pay for everything, every extra. So I look at all this stuff, and I'm like, uh, is that the right photo? Have you got the photo up on the carousel? Oh, you're trying to sort it out. Anyway, so the bags go on the carousel. She, she does a quick tally of the weight. She shakes her head again. She's like, I'm going to have to call someone. So this manager comes across, and under my breath, I'm like, just, Lord, just please, just, we need some favor here, because I cannot afford to pay extra baggage here. I mean, America, dollars, expensive. Anyway, the guy comes across, and we, we start having a fat chat, and he's like, hey, is this your family? Oh, you got a beautiful family. What, what do you do? I said, no, I actually travel and do ministry, play guitar. He goes, oh, that's, that's amazing. He goes, okay, let me see what I can do here for you today. And he says, where are we sitting at, you know, the baggage? Oh. Okay. Um, um, let me just type some of my name and, and we worked the reward system, you know, and I'd got to gold and Emirates. He says, okay, we can make this go away for you today, sir. And I got all the way home. And I think just, if you don't worry about the other photo, um, I think my dad actually took this photo. This is us outside my parents' place when we arrived. <laughs> we traveled lightly the next trip, but favor, just how God, I mean, I've got friends that travel a lot and they always pay extra baggage. And I was like, God, you've got to just help me out here. So for some of you today, we've prayed, we've believed, we've hoped, and that's all good. But now it's time to start speaking favor. Start speaking these things into being. And I'm going to quickly just mention three points, three spaces, places to speak favor. The first is speak it in your mind. Speak it in your mind. 
And when you speak it in your mind, they're heavy words, heavy with favor. They will drop to your heart, and all of a sudden, it will become who you are, and your neuropathways would start to realign and wire, and you will just, you will have a different perspective, a different mindset. You'll have a different expectation. Father, thank you for favor in my business. Thank you for favor with my clients. Thank you that you're causing me to stand out. Thank you, whatever God I touch, every meeting I have, thank you that something will come of this in Jesus' name. You've got to meditate on those good things. You've got to declare those good things. If you look at Genesis 12, uh, verse 2, when speaking of Abraham, he says, and I will make you a great nation and I will bless you with abundant increase of favors. This is the Amplified. And make your name famous and distinguished and you will be a blessing, dispensing good to others. You see, it's not just about yourself. I spoke about that last week. We receive God's favor, not just for ourselves, but for others. Dispensing good to others. And I will bless those who bless you, who confer prosperity or happiness upon you and curse him who curses or uses insolent language toward you. In you, you will, you will all your families and kindred of the earth be blessed and by you, they will be blessed themselves. Isn't that an amazing scripture? This is, this is God speaking of Abraham. I mean, this speaks of favor and blessing. We've got we to meditate on scriptures like this and believe those things. Because when we believe it here, it will sink to here because they are heavy with favor. Last week, I spoke about preferential treatment, one of the um, descriptions of favor. If you're a child of a famous or prominent person, you automatically have favor. For example, if you are Prince William or Prince Harry, okay, Harry's in a bit of uh, trouble at the moment, but you have favor. Do you agree? It's because of who your parents are, or should I say maybe because who your grandmother is. She is the queen. And let me just explain something to you. If you miss everything else, don't miss this. It's not who you are, it's whose you are. You have to understand that the God, the creator of the heaven and earth is your father. It's not who you are, it's whose you are. And you, by right, have preferential treatment because you are a child of God. You have to believe it. Listen to what Psalm 512 says. Lord, how wonderfully you bless the righteous. We have been made right in God's eyes through Jesus. Your favor wraps around each one and covers them under the canopy of your kindness and joy. Isn't that amazing? Talking about the, 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 the queen, um, or um, I know my wife's been watching The Crown. Um, that, that, that accent drives me mad sometimes. You know, that really posh one. Um, but listen to what the, the 1952 DRC version of the Bible says. It says that you are crowned with favor. Isn't it amazing? You are crowned with favor. Hence my crown here today, just to remind us, okay? I'm not going to really walk around with this thing. I look like a bit of a, bit of a joke, you know. I don't even know why I bought this thing, but it, I was doing a series on favor, and there was mentioned crown. I was like, let me buy a plastic crown. And I lo- I've got a whole bunch of things in my office that kids just really love. So my son actually, I said, where's my crown? And Jonah was like, oh, it's over there, because he knows, and he plays with all the stuff in my office. But, but we are crowned with favor. And if you're going to see an abundant increase of God's favor, you can't have a limited, short end of the stick underdog mentality. You've got to believe that you are crowned with favor. You may not be able to see it, but everywhere you go, you're wearing a crown on your head. The crown does not represent lack, mediocrity, barely getting by. It represents the favor of God. It represents the fact that the creator of the universe breathed his life into you. In the unseen realm, The spiritual world, all forces of darkness, just like they can see you wearing a robe of righteousness, they can see your crown of favor on your head. 
that tells them that you've been set apart. They can see you have a right to preferential treatment. They can see that there is something different about you. A few years ago, I, uh, we went to Cape Town and I went to hire a car. And I stood in this long line in Avis. And I was getting frustrated because it was taking so long. Anyone hired a car from Cape Town Airport? It's, it's crazy. And there's this other whole counter, like, they're just empty. I'm like, eventually I'm like calling one of the guys. I'm like, what's going on here? Like, we all stand in this line. He goes, no, sir, that's Avis preferred. And he gave me that look, you know. I was like, well, how do we get Avis preferred, bro? He goes, well, you just sign up for it. I was like, oh, sign up online. Can anyone do it? He's like, yes. So I went online and I Googled Avis preferred and it says, it says this. As a loyalty program member, you will have access to the perks of our priority service straight away. I was like, yes. Plus, when you book direct with us, you won't find a cheaper Avis car anywhere else. And then it lists all the benefits that come your way, and I'm in for all the benefits. Anyone else? I like to work the system, whether it's Vitality or Multiply, you work the system. Okay. So I'm like, I'm signing up for Avis Preferred, so I sign up for Avis Preferred. Next time I get to the airport, I stand in the queue again, I get to the front after waiting, and I was like, oh, I'm Avis Preferred, what am I doing? And I stood in the wrong queue again. Well, finally, when we went up to Joburg for a meeting two weeks ago, I finally accessed my Avis Preferred advantages. And I stood in the Avis Preferred queue and didn't have to wait. And it was wonderful. Now, the reason for that story is this. It took me some time to realize that anyone can have Avis Preferred, just like it might take some of you some time to realize that you can access the favor of God. So I had then signed up for Avis Preferred, but I wasn't positioned in the right place. You can understand God's favor and believe for God's favor, but you have to speak it. If you're not positioned correctly, you will never receive it. And when I positioned myself in the correct queue for Avis Preferred, all of a sudden I had some preferential treatment. It starts in the mind. We have to expect it. We have to believe it. And then we have to speak it. And I've learned that you, can, you can't reach your highest potential on your own. We need favor in our life to help us get through. And sometimes we can become passive over these things and go, well, you know, if God wants to bless me, he'll do it anyway, right? Maybe some of you may be asking that question today. You know, if he, if he wanted this good thing for me, surely he would have just given it to me. I, I, I really believe that God is moved by faith. We, we, we sung about it today. Faith is stirred when we sing songs like that, and it activates our faith. And when we expect it and declare it, that's when the creator of the universe can actually show up and do some amazing things in our life. And I really believe it. Do you believe it? And it takes some boldness to believe that the Almighty God can actually do favors for you. Not in the arrogant way, but it does take some boldness. Because every voice will tell you, what are you talking about? Who do you think you are? You know, God's not interested in you. You don't deserve it. Who do you think you are? You need to just put your shoulders back. I've got a friend that every time he posts on Instagram, he puts hashtag shoulders back. Put your shoulders back and say, I am crowned with favor from on high. There have been so many times in my life where I didn't deserve to get the opportunity or something. I'll never forget one of my best bands growing up was a band called MRC. I loved going to MRC concerts. They were like the Backstreet Boys for the Christians back in the 90s, right? And I was like, they came into this concert at our school. Everyone went crazy. And oh, it was just amazing. I'd been to some of their shows. It was awesome. Then I heard that they were doing auditions for the following year, year out of school. Well, I was like, I'm going to give it a crack. And right from young, I was like, 
I'm believing that I, I can get, and they did uh, auditions across the whole of South Africa. Let me tell you guys, and my wife will tell you, I, I don't, apparently I don't have such good rhythm when it comes to dancing. And they needed dancers, and they needed like backing vocalists, and I was like, I can do that. And they wanted someone to play acoustic guitar for their acoustic sets. I was like, okay, I can do that, but dancing, I'm not so good. So anyway, I remember meeting a friend at school who was a good dancer, he like, showed me some moves. I won't show you them now. And I was like, I don't know, I'm just going to give this thing a go. I missed the actual auditions because of school. I couldn't do it. And they did a special audition for me at my house. Do you guys remember? The record company guys came there, all them, and I was so intimidating. I was like standing there like this little 17-year-old boy. And I did the audition. Didn't hear anything for a long time. I remember we were away on holiday in Cape Town, and I got a phone call to say, you're in the band. I was like, what? Why me? Like it was, and it was one of the most experienced, Amazing experience in my life. I got to travel all around South Africa and even internationally. We went to uh, Belgium and Holland. We traveled to the UK. And because of that, I ended up working for the record company that um, you know, got me involved. And then I joined another band and we traveled to Australia and New Zealand and got to meet all sorts of amazing, incredible people. And I love music. So it, uh, there's a photo. <laughs> don't, don't look for me, eh? I'm at the bottom there with long hair. It's terrifying. But the devil wants to speak lies to you, tell you that you're not good enough, tell you that you can't. You've got to believe that you can. And I think as parents, don't we want the best for our kids? Because we love them. We want favor over our kids. And how much more God, our Father, who created you and your kids, how much more does he want to give favor onto your life? My question is, are you expecting it today? Are you speaking it? Talking about children, we see right when Jesus was a little boy when he disappeared and his parents couldn't find him. After they found him at the temple, uh, it says here in Luke 2, 52, this is speaking about Jesus as a boy. Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. You see, it's a God thing. Jesus had favor on his life. Some of you are saying, well, he was the son of God, obviously. Well, the same spirit that lives in Jesus lives in every single one of us. And I think we can increase in favor because it says that Jesus grew, he increased in favor. And I believe the more we start to thank God for favor, the more we start to speak favor, we're gonna see favor in our life. Are you all still with me here today? Because it's getting a little quiet. So the one is speak favor here. Two, speak favor here, out your mouth. Say it under your breath, but also say it out loud. There have been so many times where I've just said something under my breath. I remember coming back from a, a trip. It was actually when I got to go to the Masters. And I get to Germany. And I'm on my own. And I walk around the airport. I love to cruise around and have a look. And anyone been to a German airport? They're like hospitals. It's like clinical, clean. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I walked to the end of my gate thinking it's going to open to a whole new world, like you're in Singapore airport or something. I get there and there's a metal bench and a counter and a guy selling chips and a Coke. I'm like, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm here for 11 hours. And then I look up and there's these stairs leading to heaven. The picture is up on the screen. I actually Googled the airport and this particular lounge and this was it. I look at these stairs, I looked at Lufthansa, and on the right, I see a special star, the Star Alliance badge. Now, I belong to SAA Star Alliance, but on blue status, guys, this said very explicitly gold. I was like, under my breath, thank you for favor, God, I'm getting in there, in Jesus' name. So I walk up the stairs with confidence. Some people call it foolishness or stupidity. I just call it confidence, godly confidence. And I'm like, how's it? He says, yeah, has your boarding pass, economy, thank you. 
do you hire so you're going to get in there? Now I've got a Starlines card. Okay, no problem. Looking in my bag. I had a Starlines card, but I was hoping I didn't find it because it was blue. So I'm looking. I'm like, I couldn't find it. I really couldn't. I was like, dude, I've got a Starlines card with SAA, but I can't find it. He goes, oh, I'm sorry. I said, please, you've got to help me. I'm here for 11 hours. I, I, I promise you I've got a Starlines card. He didn't ask me what, if it was gold, blue, or whatever. He goes, okay, sir, come on in. Come on in. And I got to spend the whole day eating food, getting massages, lying in the bed. Oh, I was just amazing. <laughs> favor. Under my breath, I said, thank you for favor. Some may say today, well, I... I hear about favor in your stories, but I don't really get the good things that you're speaking about. I never see anything unusual. Maybe you're not speaking it. Give it a go. Give it a try. Start to speak it. Say things like, God, I thank you for favor that you are endorsing me. Thank you for favor that you're giving me prominence. Thank you for favor that you are taking my business, taking this opportunity to whole new levels. You've got to believe it. I pray for favor every single day over myself and my family. Thank you, God, for favor over my kids, favor with their school teachers, favor in whatever they do. I trust for favor. And you know, David did this. We spoke about him last week um, in one of the character profiles of favor. And listen to what David did. He declared favor in Psalm 23. I don't know if you've caught this, but he says, surely goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. Is that not declaring favor? Surely it's going to happen. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. If you look at that word goodness, I did a little study yesterday on the word goodness. One of the translations speaks of favor. Surely favor will follow me all the days of my life. David declared it. He even wrote songs about it. He was saying, thank you, God, that you're keeping the enemies from destroying me. Thank you that you're giving me prominence. And he ended up becoming king. No wonder he became king. No wonder he defeated someone twice his size. No wonder Saul couldn't kill him. Do you know Saul tried to kill David a few times and he kept missing? I promise you, go read the story. He was throwing arrows at him and he just kept missing. <laughs> that is favor. And when you're constantly talking about the favor of God, you'll go places. You cannot go on your own. You will overcome things that seem absolutely impossible. Maybe for some of you, you're single and you're like, this is impossible. I'm never going to find someone. Well, what are you declaring? The fact that you're even saying that, I'm never going to find someone. Declare favor in Jesus' name. Thank you, God, that you're lining up the right person for me in your timing. Thank you, God, that you're making me look attractive in Jesus' name. <laughs> Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Thank you for your finances, God, that you, maybe you're struggling. Oh, I'm never going to make it. Oh, I'm not. Thank you, God, for favor over my finances in Jesus' name, that you will come through for me. You know, just the other day, I was talking to a businessman, and he, he's in pneumatics, does air. And he was just saying, you know, we had some really good years, and they had some tough years. And last year, they were like, oh, my goodness, what is going to happen? Really embracing for the worst, but then started to believe that God would come through. He consistently tired, was generous, and trusted God's favor. He says they have had the best year they have ever, ever had. Isn't that amazing? That is the favor of God. If it's your health, declare favor. I remember just trying to get healthy, end of last year, starting to run. There'll be many times while I'm running on the road, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Well, that's what my mind tells me, and I'm like, I can do this. I promise you, there are times I actually say that, come on, you can do this, you know? Do you have to talk to yourself sometimes? That's declaring the goodness and the favor of God. It doesn't matter what the medical report says, what you go for a, a, a test or a scan, don't believe what it tells you. It's not ignorance, but you declare favor over your life. 
protection over your life. Psalm 91, with long life, he shall satisfy me and show me my salvation. You've heard me tell you this, but I pray that every time I get in the sea, because I do not want a shark to bite my leg off, and I pray it every time I get on a plane, because I do not want a wing to fall off while I'm on a plane. Long life, Lord, he shall satisfy me. I want to be a father to my kids, and I want to be a husband to my wife. She needs me. The dreams God has put in your heart, you need to speak favor over them. The problems that look impossible, declare favor over them. I'm running out of time here, but I'm going to need a little bit more time. Are you okay with that today? How are we going for time? It's only five past ten. I knew I'd be a little short. I was getting all this together. I was like, oh, there's no ways I'm going to fit these in. And I've got so many stories, and I'm going to tell more next week and the week afterwards. But quickly, the shortest man in the Bible, his name was Nehemiah, because he was only Nehi. Okay, so that's a really lame Christian dad joke, okay? But anyway, Nehemiah wanted to, uh, he had a dream to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, okay? Uh, which had been torn down and they were unprotected. But now it seemed impossible because he was living a thousand miles away. He was a cupbearer. Basically, he was a servant working in the kitchen for the king, but he had this dream to do it. He didn't know how he would do it. He didn't have the right context, but he simply goes to the king and he says, King, please could you help me out here? I need some leave, basically. And it was going to take a long time to rebuild uh, this wall. And uh, he was like, but also, could you send me, a, send me with a letter? I mean, this, this guy's a servant to the king. He had some boldness, yeah? Send me with a letter just so that I'm protected with all the, the towns that I go through. And then also, could you send me a letter just basically demanding the lumberjacks, all the guys that own the wood and all the guys that own the mill, just so that they need to give to me so that we can rebuild this wall? I mean, that sounds like a, a big ask, okay? But listen to this, Nehemiah 2, verse 8. And the king granted these requests because, why? The gracious hand of God was on me. Simply that. The favor of God was on me. And I think it's so important to recognize God's favor on your life when he shows up. Thank him all the time for your favor. I wasn't going to tell the story, but I really felt that God pointed me to it to remind me of favor. Yesterday, looking through some photographs, I came across a picture in 2016. Now, don't put it up yet. We are super grateful and blessed in our life, even the fact that we can have a car. And I've never really been like, I mean, you know, some guys will dream to drive a Ferrari. You know, it's great if you got that. That's awesome. But with what I do, I think it would be a bit of a problem if I had one of those, right? Okay. But, I mean, it's nice to have a safe car for your family. And I really enjoy cars. Taking a little bit of that from my dad, okay? And in 2016, I see a picture in my camera roll. And it's this car. And I'd completely forgotten about it. I love cars. And I was Googling three cars, and I see the Tiguan, all space. And I was like, geez, that'd be an amazing family car. Now, in no ways did I even think or dream of even having one. But last year, just through favor and different connections in our life, we were actually looking for a second-hand car. And a, and a very special friend said, come and see me and made it possible for us in a miraculous way to, to have that car for our family. I, I actually get emotional just thinking about it because it's the same color as the picture that I'd, I know guys, some of you are saying, well, it's stupid, like God doesn't really care what car you, and I'm, I'm, but this is just favor of God. 2016, you can actually see it in the camera roll. And I was like, I actually forgot it about that. And the reason why I tell that story today is actually just to thank God. 
publicly, thank God. Thank God for his favor in my life because he sees all the small little things. And it doesn't have to be a Tiguan. It can be any car. But God wants to bless you. He wants favor for your life. And I, and I'm, I was almost reserved in saying that, or should I? Because maybe it's going to come up. It's, it's God. It's his favor. And Nehemiah starts building this wall. He comes across all sorts of opposition, but he remembered the favor of God. And you know, it was meant to take him a year to build. He ended up building in 52 days. People just rallied around him, gave him stuff. And God can accelerate things in your life when you have the favor of God in your life. You may think it's gonna take me this long to build the business or to do this. God can accelerate things with favor. You may think it's gonna take me this long to recover from my illness or the injury that I have. God can accelerate things with favor. And the last point, speak here, speak here, and speak to others. I think it's so important to give testimony to the fact of what God has done in your life. You've got to be very careful here because it can come across in a boastful way. But if you look at Nehemiah, so he starts, he, he builds this wall in 52 days, okay? And he got favor all around him. Listen to what it says here in Nehemiah 2.18. Then I told them about the gracious hand of God had been on me. Because people have probably started to say, hey, Nehemiah, you're quite the hero here, bro. I don't know how you've done this, but you built this wall. I mean, just amazing. How did you do this? How did you get all the connections, the resource, the, the, the materials? Oh, what's going on? He just says, then I told him that the gracious hand of God was on me. And about my conversation with the king, they replied at once, yes, let's rebuild the wall. So they began to work. And he rallied people because of the hand of God. People will partner with you. And we're going to be looking at it at favor connections in two weeks' time. God will align people in your life that will come alongside you and will help you achieve what God has called you to achieve. Do you believe that? And God aligned people with Nehemiah, and he was able to fill the, uh, finish the wall. And all the while, giving glory and thanks to God. And the only reason I tell you the story of the car is to give glory to God. And, and, and just to, to speak to you, to tell you God can do this. God will bring people into your life that will make things possible that seem impossible, really. And the reason why I wore this shirt today, because it's got tigers on skateboards. It's weird. It's whack. It's like not possible. God can do anything, even give you a shirt with a tiger on it, a skateboard, okay? And he was constantly bragging about the goodness of God. And I said it is a tricky one because God's called us to be modest and humble, and, and the last thing I would ever want to be is, is known as someone who's arrogant or telling, oh, look what, it's never about what I've done. Never. I, and I, I really tell you from the bottom of my heart, I'm very, both you and I are very aware of that. If we have received God's favor in our life, it's not, it's in no way to go, oh, look at us. We are so blessed. We have been so blessed by God. And the only reason I would share a story with you is so that you can grab hold of it, that God wants to bless you, not even in the same way, but many more ways in that I've really got to come to a close pretty soon but I have uh, talking about dreams and uh, um, you know uh, God you have got dreams in your life I love um, music and I love sports and I'd always wanted to watch John Mayer live I wanted to watch a few bands live and I was in Nashville John Mayer comes on the radio I'm in a friend's house and this friend that I was with said Oh, apparently he's in town tonight. I was like, I mean, this is a typical Nashville, you know. It's like, he's in town in Durban. I mean, are you joking? Apparently he's in town. So I was like, what do you mean? He's, he's doing a show tonight at the, um, the Bridgestone Arena. I was like, under my breath, thank you, God, for favor. I have to go. 
So I literally got, I said, what time? It was, it was an afternoon. I had nothing on that evening. Well, I actually came to see my friend. I was like, cheers. I took an Uber down to Bridgestone, but I Googled first. It was sold out. And I was like, oh. So I get down to Bridgestone Arena, downtown Nashville. And they, they have got some people that sell those sideline tickets at a massive cost. But it's a little bit dodgy to do that. So I was like, no, no, I'm going to trust you, God. So anyway, I'm standing there, and I'm, I'm actually waiting for someone to bless me with a ticket. I really am. I'm like, God, thank you for favor in Jesus' name. I'm going to get in here. And I'm standing outside. I actually hear, like, it's now late. The, you know, everyone's got in. I'm standing outside. And I see the ticket box. And I thought, let me just go there. So I walked to the ticket box, and I said, look, I know this is really ridiculous. The gig's starting in, like, a few minutes. But is there a ticket by any chance? She goes, sir, you're not going to believe it, but there's one that's come available at actually a really good price as well. Um, I'm like, is it up in the rafters, like in the roof behind the stage or something? She says, no, it's actually a really good ticket. So I got this ticket. Right in the middle, right in the front, to see John Mayer. God knows the desires of your heart. Another band I love is Coldplay. So we go up to Joburg to Coldplay. I was with two, three friends, Tom Paxton, Daniel, Paul, Dave Deacon. I think he's here today. And Dave and Daniel prayed for favor, apparently, that morning to get good seats, okay? So we, <laughs> there's the Dan, I don't know what he's wearing, but anyway. So if you notice something, we are, set, we are on the railing in the front row. We, I come around, and I see a huge crowd of people. This is the Golden Circle ticketed area, and I'm like, I'm not standing there. So I go around the other side and I find Dave and Dan who had prayed for favor. So I jumped onto the back of their favor. They had prayed for favor because they said Hilton always gets favor. So I joined them in a queue of literally 20, 30 people. And we're like, what, what, no, this is actually, we're just testing something. It's the Golden Circle main queue is that side, but you can come here, we'll also let you in. They open the gates for us. We walk into the stadium and there's not a soul in the stadium. We go choose where we want to stand. Then while we're standing there, they open Golden Circle and everyone comes screaming and running in, ah, like this. And they're like, hey, why are there people already? We had the most incredible evening watching one of my favorite bands. And I've got a little video to show you quickly. Check it this. This is incredible. That's from my phone. Wait for it, you're gonna hear Dan and Dave singing. saying, well, God doesn't care about Coldplay. No, but he cares about me. One of my favorite bands. We're in the front row. I love tennis as well. I Google, we happen to be in America. I Google sporting events. And I've always wanted to watch Roger Federer. Any Roger Federer fans here today? Roger Federer is playing the day that I arrive. I go downtown again. I find a ticket. We get there early. I, we walk into Madison Square Garden, and I'm standing there, and I get talking to one of the guys. 
because uh, we were there early. He's like, hey, I'll come through with me. I'll tell you how they made the, the, the court. And he's like, okay. And as it started to fill up, he was like, okay, you better uh, go to your seat. He's where your seat? I'm like, dude, right at the top because it was a really bad one. He goes, let me see what I can do for you. So I'm like, no, I've only paid like $20 for the seat right at the top. He's like, no, no, I, I noticed there was going to be a couple empty seats. Come with me, and I get to watch Roger Federer play from this position, which is not from the side where your head goes like this as well. So it's like actually perfect. So I get to see it like that. And then the band are traveling to Shanghai. I get to Shanghai, and I'm friends with a guy who is a commentator with uh, the tennis. Name's Rob Koenig. He does a lot of commentary. You'll hear the South African voice. And I see on Instagram that he's in Shanghai. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, it's the Rolex Masters. So I'm like, oh, that's amazing. We in Shanghai, we, we're coming uh, to, to play at a church here. He's like, well, do you want to come to the tennis? I'm like, that would be amazing. Well, how about tomorrow? I'm like, cool. I don't even, haven't even been following. He, he goes, it's quarterfinal day. I go into the tennis and I watch from the commentary box and I watch Federer, Djokovic, Murray, Songa, Haas, and Burdich all in one day. Quarterfinal day at the Rolex Shanghai Masters. And I get to experience the courtside. Mike's and Murray, by the way, just whines the whole way through the game. You can hear him. There's still so much more I need to say, but I'm going to have to just bank it for later. But just to kind of end off with, guys, speak it here. Speak it here, speak it there. But do it with consistency. Not just once off, oh God, I didn't see it. You, faith is activated when we do it over and over again and we believe it. Proverbs 3, 6 says this, in everything you do, put God first and he will direct you and crown your efforts with success. In everything you do, thank you God for blessing me. Thank you God daily for your favor over my life. Thank you God for good breaks. Thank you God for that deal. Thank you God for healing daily. And you will see the most incredible things happen in your life. Don't just try it once and then give up. If you're an estate agent here, thank you, God, that you're giving me favor with the people that are going to look at the property today. Thank you, Jesus, that you'll bring the right buyers. If you're in school or college, thank you, God, you're giving me favor with this exam today, that the questions I'm going to get are the ones that I studied for. God can't make you pass, but he can make you do well if you studied, okay? Well, God's got bigger things to worry about than my upgrade or watching the tennis or, you know, finding a good parking spot. Can I tell you, you're God's biggest deal. You're the apple of his eye, the word of God says. And he wants to show his goodness in your life. Ask for favor. You've got to believe it. In Zechariah 10, it says, ask for rain from the Lord at the time of the spring rain. It does not make sense. It's the spring rains. Why do you need to ask? God's favor is there for you. It's there but you need to ask for it. Ask for the spring rain in the time of the spring rain. Does that make sense? Ask for favor because it is accessible and it is there. And we have seen over and over again God's favor. Last scripture or two. So brace up your minds. Be sober. Set your hope holy and unchangeably on the grace, the divine favor that is coming to you. You have to believe it in faith. And lastly, Zechariah 4. 
Zerubbabel, um, there was this man, and he was in charge of rebuilding the temple. And there were many city leaders that came against him, tried to stop him. He didn't have the right permits. And, and they were actually causing a lot of strife and trouble. Do you know what uh, it, it says that he, he did in Zechariah 4? He says, so big mountain, who do you think you are? Next to Zerubbabel, you're nothing but a molehill. He'll proceed to set the cornerstone in place accompanied by cheers. Yes, yes, do it. Some versions say, um, shout grace to the mountain. He can take your mountain and make it a molehill. Did you know that? He can take your mountain and make it a molehill. And you've got to speak the word of God. It says, speak grace to the mountain to move in Jesus' name. I'll close with this meme or a graphic that I saw. I love this. Don't talk to God about how big your mountain is. Talk to your mountain how big God is. God is a big God. He's got great things for your life. It doesn't matter what mountain you have in front of you or what mountain you're currently going over. I really, really believe, and I want you to believe, that God can remove it. He can take it out of the way because of His favor in your life. Are you with me? I'm sorry for going over time, but I really felt deeply just some of what I've shared with you today, and I want you to go away today with that same heart. Can we pray? Father, thank you so much for your grace, your favor, your mercy over our lives. And Lord, there's been a lot that's been said today. We've looked at your word. We've just looked at stories and some of them seem so random, but God, we just thank you that you are a God that just loves us so much. You want the best for us. And I pray for any person here today who perhaps hasn't seen or, you know, just feeling like they haven't seen the favor of God on their life. Lord, I just pray right now in Jesus' name that you would show yourself faithful as they begin to declare it and speak it. Thank you, God, that you will show up because you're a good God. And if you're here today and you are like, I don't know if I believe in all this stuff, you're welcome to get the notes from me, read the scriptures, but I really want to encourage you, if you want to see favor, start to speak it. Start to declare it. Start to shout it. Speak grace to the mountain. And you will see God do things that you never dreamed were possible. Just watch God do it. And I pray that in faith over people here today, God, that you would move mountains, that you would reduce them to molehills, God, that you would bring such blessing and increase in favor of people's lives because you're a good God. And even in such challenging, tough times, thank you, God, that you're still a good God and you have good plans for us. And I pray this over people today in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Last prayer. If you're here today, you don't know Jesus. You don't know his favor. This is all new to you. I want to pray a a brief prayer with you today. It's a prayer just saying, God, I commit my life to you. Saying, God, come and take over. If you've never asked God to come into your life, you've never given him the, the driving seat of your life, would you pray this prayer with me today. I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you are here today, I know there's going to be some people online, but if you're here today, would you mind just slipping up your hand if you would like to pray that prayer with me today? Anyone? Anyone want to pray this prayer? Never prayed it before. It's just a prayer saying, Jesus, come into my life. Is anyone? I don't see any hands in the auditorium yet today, but I'm going to pray it anyway in case there are and there's someone maybe online. Let's pray it nice and loud together. Dear Lord Jesus, from today, I commit my life to you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me, for forgiving me and setting me free. I now turn from my past and I look forward to a new future with you. Come and live in my heart. 
by your Holy Spirit. I want to live for you in Jesus' name. Amen.